<laughs> now I can't focus. Hello and welcome to Zach's Corner, that other show from the pod people with your third favorite host, Zach. I literally did the first take on this. I said, welcome to the pod people. I'm a little tired, a little jacked up on sugar. And Oh, hi, Tomas. Hey, Zach. <laughs> I'm a little drunk, I see. No, you, I was trying to do the movie because yeah, we yeah, did the it. movie. Oh, yeah. hi, Zach. <laughs> hi, doggy. <laughs> um, we, of course, this week followed up last week. Because last week we did The Room. So this week we did The Disaster Artist. Yeah. The Disaster Artist was a request we got from friend of the show, Ricky, mm -hmm. over there at Nothing But Nostalgia. Check out his podcast, too. It's pretty great. We'll link to it in this video so you guys can go listen to him, too. Yeah, definitely. We love Ricky a lot. And so we did this movie. We did. We love him so much, we did The Room before. So hopefully you listen to The Room before you listen to this one. If you haven't listened to our review of The Room, go check that out yeah. first. Because we can tell you, watching The Room before watching The Disaster Artist is the way to do it. Yeah, we definitely bang in a yeah. lot more from it. It was a lot more fun watching it, having known like where the things came from. You're like, oh, this, this scene's going to be when they do this. You yeah, know? we know where the yeah. background is. Yeah, and it's quite obvious in The Disaster Artist um, how many people are just a huge fan of this because everybody gives it their all. It's awesome. Everyone yeah. acts really great in this, and there's a million and a half cameos. Like, oh, everybody just shows a lot up. Of big names. Yeah, it's like, it's like you're watching an episode of Entourage. That's how many cameos there are. It's freaking crazy. Faces that even I know. Yeah, exactly, man. Not just, not just you and Dutch. <laughs> you're obscure people. Exactly. So people really love this movie. The Room, and uh, the people that made a disaster artist definitely do. This is James Franco's baby. He made it. He's the director, even. Yeah. That's our fun fact. First fun fact, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to get all into it. Let's do fun facts since we already started. Um, this was released December 8th, 2017. It had a budget of $10 million, which is, like, honestly less than I thought. I thought it would be more. Just slightly more than that. Yeah, they, original. Yeah, yeah. $4 million more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they say the gross was $21 million. In the U.S. and worldwide was $29 million. That's not surprising because people don't really want to watch a movie if they haven't seen what it's based on. You yeah. know what I mean? And if the room's obscure and hard to find, people are not going to be, like, flocking to the theater. Oh, let's go watch James Franco make a, you know, movie yeah. about his favorite movie. And they still they still made money back, so. They did? Well, yeah. That's really good. But I'm just saying, like, that's probably why it's only $20 million instead of, like, more. because people yeah. haven't seen the room. So, like, I didn't go see this because I'd never seen the room. I yeah. was like, why the fuck do I care? Yeah. So I'm sure that was most people. It's just obscure, yeah. I never <laughs> heard of it, so. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm glad we got this request. Though. Yeah. Ricky, good job, buddy. Yeah, when when the world's back together, me, you, and Tomas, we're all going. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to L.A. We're going to go see a showing of this with Tommy himself. Yeah. We're going to get a pair of his yeah. underwear. We have to. I'll get one for you. Yeah. In the Pod yeah. People collection. Yeah. yeah. We'll have oh, it. Oh, my gosh. We got to do this. So, look forward to that, Ricky. <laughs> Um, this is, of course, directed by James Franco. I'm sure you know who James Franco is by now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he also stars in this along with his little brother, uh, Dave Franco. Really yeah. fun. And then uh, Dave's wife shows up, Alison Brie. She's in this for a while. Yeah. She plays his love interest in the movie, so that's real fun. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then uh, we got a comment on the actress that plays Lisa. Well, the actress that plays the actress that plays Lisa. Right? Well, that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. Yeah. But she does great. Her name's uh, Ari or Ari uh, Grainer. I've seen her in a couple movies. She's pretty good. But in All this right. movie, she's spectacular. Like, they have a part in the end credits where they do a scene for scene 
where they match it, like where they show the room on one side and they show them reenacting the room. Yeah. And it is haunting how much like Lisa she is. She says the lines exactly the same cadence. They all line up perfectly. Her yeah. movements look exactly the same. Like she kills it's it. Spot on. Yeah, she's yeah, really it's good. It's crazy. Yeah. And so she's really great in this movie Kudos too. To her. So yeah. yeah, big props out for her, yeah, man. Definitely. And uh, you know, there's a million and a half cameos that we'll get to throughout this movie. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to them. It's real fun. Yeah. But I say that's enough bullshitting around. Yeah. And we got to get into the disaster artist. Yes. All right. If I was professional, I wouldn't be prepared, but this is Zach's corner, after all. Well. Uh, yeah. So we start off, and we get a couple of famous people talking about the room. Like, it was like, oh, it's a big success, and, you know, it's just really funny. Like, Adam Scott, he shows up, and I love that guy. Anytime he shows yeah, up, yeah. you know, he's one of my guys. And then Kevin Smith, of course, is talking about the room. Yeah. And anytime Kevin Smith talks, Zach listens. Mm-hmm. I perk up, you know. Yeah. He's, he's my boy. <laughs> And then we get a title that says San Francisco, 1998. And then we see a uh, small theater acting class. And uh, we see uh, Greg. Uh, he's he's in it. He's he's doing Waiting for Godot with our first celebrity cameo, Randall Park. Waiting for he, Godot. He's right here. And you're like, oh, shit. All right, they're already breaking out the cameos. <laughs> and uh, terrible. It's a terrible scene. The acting teacher says it's crap. Is there anybody that wants to give it their all, go up there and go crazy? And from the back room, Dracula himself, Tommy Wiseau, raises his hand. He's like, I got this shit. He plucks some lady from the crowd, and they're going to do a scene from Streetcar Named Desire, which is a Tennessee Williams play. Because Tommy Wiseau, his intention when making the room was to make a Tennessee Williams-esque drama. That was the goal. Watch the room and tell me if he hit it. (laughs) I mean... So Tommy gets up there, and, uh, you know, he does. He goes for it, man. He's just throwing himself around, just saying, Stella! He throws a chair. He climbs mm-hmm. up a ladder at one point, yeah, throws really himself can. off of it. Like, he's going for it, man. And to every other human on the planet, literally everybody else, we're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? But Greg goes, hey, that guy's a hell of an actor. Let me talk to him after class. So Greg goes out to him very impressed. And Greg's like, hey, man, we should do a scene together, you know? Yes. <laughs> and uh, they're talking, and they kind of, you know, hit it off, right? And then later, uh, we see Greg, he's playing football on the street, you know, which, you know, hey, football, that comes up a lot in the room. Yeah. And we find out in this one, Tommy's a big fan of football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Tommy's in a freaking Mercedes, and he yeah. picks up Greg, and nice he's car, like, yeah. hey, man, let's go. He's like, oh, I thought we could rehearse here. He's like, no, I'm hungry. Let's go rehearse. Yeah. And then, you know, Greg, he's like, this is a really nice car. Where do you get this car? And then Tommy, he's real defensive right away. He's like, you know, don't talk about my stuff. Don't talk about my money. Yeah, don't tell people about seems it. Seems a little. Yeah, he's really. Uh, for him. I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't want to talk about it yeah. for sure. And then, um, you know, Greg tells him, you know, uh, that he wants to learn from Tommy. He's like, you know, you're the guy. I want to be just like you. And uh, they go to a restaurant. And uh, Tommy's like, all right, what's the scene? Let's do it. Yeah. And so they just start reading the lines, and Greg's like, we're in the middle of a restaurant. We can't do this. And Tommy's like, I don't care. Yeah. It's like do you want to be an actor. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's like, you can't care what people say. Yeah. Oh, by the way, James Franco, man. Holy shit. Great. <laughs> he did such a great job in great this movie. Like, he, accent. like, there's times where he slips out of it, and you can tell, okay, there's James Franco. Like, you just hear his normal voice. But for the most part, the kid's on point. Yeah. Like, he did a crazy oh, yeah. good job. 
And so they're just in the middle of the restaurant, and they start to get real dramatic. They're talking about they're on a mountain, and there's rain, and there's wind, and they're going for it. And then after it's done, Tommy starts clapping. He's telling the restaurant, you just got that for free. You got a free show. How lucky are you? You didn't have to pay for that. Right? He's just going for it, man. And, you know, Tommy's just very encouraging to Greg. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, yeah, then later, yeah, they, they're playing catch in the park. And we find out that Tommy loves football, even though he's terrible at it. Yeah. I like, don't know he can barely, yeah. Where he got his technique from. He, he can barely throw it. It's really bad. And they, uh, they start to talk about how great LA is. And, oh, man, isn't it like the best place? And then Tommy's saying, like, when you're there, you know, you have to be the best. You have to never give up. You have to keep pushing for it. You have to keep going for it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then Tommy, they're going to Tommy's apartment. And he tells Greg again, hey, don't tell people about me. Don't say anything about my stuff. Just yeah, don't talk about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Tommy has a pretty nice place, you know. Yeah. And then uh, Greg, one of the questions he asked Tommy in the apartment was, hey, where are you from? And Tommy's like, I'm from Louisiana. He's in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's really weird. And the and way he's, he says it, he yeah. doesn't understand him. Yeah. He's like, where? Yeah. yeah. And he's like really weird and mysterious the whole time. And then uh, Tommy, they're sitting down, and Tommy explains how he's always wanted to be an actor. And that, uh, you know, he didn't. But he was in a really bad car accident, and he decided life was too short. And that he was going to go for it. He was going to try to become an actor. Yeah. And then uh, Greg says he was inspired by Home Alone, which tells you how great of an actor Greg is. You can just piece that together in your head. If your inspiration for becoming an actor is Home Alone, that's probably not coming from a great place. Mm. But Tommy's very confused about this. He's like, I was Home Alone too. And he doesn't understand that it's a movie. It's a really funny moment. Sounds like a guy from New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Greg, he shares the vision, though. He shares the dream. He wants to be movies. You know, they want to be big movie stars. And Tommy says, yeah, we're the same. And then Greg, he shows Tommy Rebel Without a Cause, mm -hmm. which is James Dean's movie, right? And, uh, you know, Tommy's like, James Dean's like the best, right? And he said, Greg, you can be just like James Dean. And if you don't know, I'll burst the bubble for you here. James Dean is a horrible actor. He was in three movies, but people say he's like the shit. And he was god awful. So just go in knowing these delusional assholes are basing it off of someone who couldn't act. And that's their big goal is they want to be just like James Dean. Pretty bad. And Tommy says something very weird when they're talking about James Dean is Tommy doesn't just want to be famous or whatever. He wants his own planet. Yeah. Because he wants everyone to be nice and yeah. everyone to be friendly. And that's where they'll be on his planet. And yeah. And then he tells um, he tells Greg he can be he can come to his planet. Nice. So Tommy's just a little what out a of there, kids. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Greg is talking about James Dean. He's like, I really want to go to where, you know, he crashed, where he died. And Tommy's like, let's go. And Greg's like, he's like 300 miles away. Like, we can't just go. Yeah. And then Tommy's like, here's the keys. And so they just fucking. Mercedes. Yeah, they just go. They go to the like, crash right, site. Yeah. And then they're talking about how they're both going to be big stars, how they're both going to be famous. And then they make a pact. And it's a pinky swear. Which Greg is like, this is a little childish. But Tommy's like, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah. That they're always going to push each other. And they're going to never forget the dream. They're always going to go for it. They're always going to make sure each other go for it. You know, they're going to make it. Yep. And then they're driving home. And Tommy tells Greg they should move to L.A. And, you know, Greg, you can stay with me in my apartment. And then Greg's like, you have an apartment in L.A.? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and then, this, yeah. yeah, he's like, where do you get the money to have a place in San Francisco and L.A.? Like, this is crazy. 
And then Tommy's like, well, do you want to do it or not? And then Greg's like, hell yeah, let's go for it. And so then Greg moves out of his house, and his mom's Megan Mullally, so she just shows up. And you're like, all right, there's, a, there's another cameo. <laughs> um, More most famous. She's from, um, yeah, god damn it, the, the fucking show. The, uh, all right, let's just... I know, I know, I can't even think of that's the name. Right. But she's also Nick Ackerman's wife, so that's okay. a, that's a oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, very good. The one with the roommates, and I can't remember yeah, what it is. I don't, I don't watch TV that much, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Greg doesn't, uh, he doesn't have a plan, but he wants to go for the L.A. thing, and the mom thinks it's a really bad idea. And then Tommy shows up, and the mom's like, well, I'm going to go talk to your friend Tommy. Yes. And then she leans over to see Tommy in this Mercedes, and she's like, what the fuck? Because, you know, he's old as shit. And she's like, how old are you? What do you want to do with my son? And then he's like, I'm the same age as him. I'm 19. <laughs> and the mom's like, I'm 14. And then Tommy's reaction is, oh, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, mom. And then Greg just gets in the car with this strange older man. And they just go to L.A. Well, he, calls, he calls him baby face, too, in front of the mom. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, so she's, like, real weary. She's yeah. like, hey, this is really creepy. She's yeah, like, that's... this vampire-looking motherfucker is going to rape my son. That's what's going to happen, right? <laughs> anyway, so we get to another card. This is L.A., 1998. And uh, Greg, you know, he's completely enamored by everything he sees. Like, this is yeah. really cool. You know, he's like, oh, he loves it, you know? Then we get to Tommy's apartment. And it's fucking really cool, man, man. It's not bad at all. It's a nice apartment. And then uh, Greg remarks, hey, there's only one room. Like, uh, what's up? Right? Tommy's like, well, you don't want to sleep with me? <laughs> Which it's is hilarious. Bed, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like an awkward moment. And he's like, I'm just fucking with you. I, you know, I'll sleep on the couch. You're my guest. You have the room. I'll make a little thing with yeah, curtains we'll and stuff. Out, and then they show the crazy awesome view that Tommy has. And you're like, holy shit. And then uh, he talks about how he's had the apartment for years, you know? And Greg's like, why haven't you ever come down here? And he's like, oh, I've never had a friend like you to move with. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, real nice moment. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And then we get, like, a montage. It's the process of them beginning to audition, uh, you know, getting an agent. Um, you know, they're taking headshots, and it's 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 something else. Yeah. <laughs> First steps. And then Greg, he has a meeting with an agency, and there's this creepy woman named Iris, and she signs him immediately. And uh, they're at a bar, Tommy and Greg, and Tommy's real impressed. He's like, hey, Greg, good job. Maybe you talk to them for me, yeah, right? So get me in there, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then Tommy's jam comes on. Tommy has to go dance. And while Tommy's oh, dancing and having the best time of his life, Greg starts chatting up the bartender, Amber, who mm -hmm. is Allison Brie, his actual real-life wife, which is a funny, funny yeah, moment. You know, yeah. I don't know. Well, you nepotism, right? You hire your family to do the movie, right? That's cool. And uh, Tommy's instantly jealous. Like, he's just like, oh, we got to get out of here. Like, this isn't, no. Yeah, this bar sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then we get some more Greg and Tommy auditions. And then uh, Tommy, he's at an audition, and they ask him to drop his accent, right? And uh, they're like, where are you even from? He's like, it's Louisiana accent. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, don't do that. And he can't drop it. And then they're all like, all right, that's good. See you later. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. Yeah, we'll, we'll call you. Yeah. And then we get three months later. And uh, Greg and Amber, they're kind of dating now. And Tommy's upset because he walks in and they're they're hugging on each other. And then uh, he says, I got a real acting class. I'm going to uh, acting class with Konstantin Stanislavski. You know, I'm going to take a class with him. And if you don't know, he's like famous acting, right? 
And so he's like, you know, he's the guy. He's the method guy what's that came up with. What's his name? Uh, Konstantin Stanislavski. Oh, See, I have a theater I to hear it in the normal on, accent. Yeah. I have it on my I wall. Understand. And so I'm supposed to know this. But he's like the acting guy. He came up with the, you know, the method acting. Oh. So he's the guy you can blame wow. for that. Wow. And so uh, Amber's like, I'm pretty sure he's dead. He's like, no, I talked to him today. I'm going to take his class. <laughs> and so then he goes to the acting class. And uh, Bob Odenkirk, here's another cameo. <laughs> he's just here too. He's acting. Yeah. Teacher. And uh, he tells Tommy, he's like, you're a villain. He's like, these are the parts you need to go for. You know, be yeah. like Frankenstein. Be like a Dracula. Yeah, you're, that's your... You're a scary guy. Yeah. And Tommy's very offended and he's hurt. He's like... I'm not a villain. I'm a hero. You're all villains. You're laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't take to that very well. That's what he says. Yeah. He wants to be the hero. And then we're at a party, and he's talking. Greg is talking to another guy, and Greg admits that he's not doing well. Like, his agent won't call yeah, him back. Yeah, both of them aren't. They're not yeah, doing well now. Like, Tommy's so doing bad. And the guy explains that Tommy's the problem. He's like, look at that guy. He walk around with that Frankenstein motherfucker. Of course no one's going to take you serious. Yeah. And it's really great. And then Tommy's at a restaurant, and then we get a Judd Apatow cameo. He shows up. He's just playing a producer, and Tommy's like, I know producer. And he walks up, introduces himself, gives him a headshot. He's like, yeah, you put me in a movie. And the guy's like, this is horribly inappropriate. Yeah, we want to get interrupted yeah. while they're eating dinner. And then Tommy decides to start a monologue. And then the producer's like, no, no. And the waitstaff come over, they break it up. And then uh, Tommy, he gets cut, kicked out of the restaurant. The producer says, you're never going to make any money. No one's ever, you're not going to make it. I can tell you 100% certainly, you are not going to make it. Yeah. And then uh, we get later, um, you know, Greg and Tommy, they're up talking on the roof. And uh, Greg, he's just kind of, you know, he's trying to be nice. They're having a hard time, right? And then uh, they're talking about how nobody will give him a chance. And then Greg says, but we can't give up. We get, you know, we made the promise, yeah. you know? And then Tommy's real discouraged. He's like, it's not worth it, right? Yeah, and then, give it our own. Yeah. But Greg's like, no, man, we got to go for it. He's like, would James Dean have given up? No, he kept pushing. He should have given up. And he should have worn a fucking helmet. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> and Greg suggests to Tommy, you know, they should make their own move, right? You know, just like an offhanded thing. Yeah, yeah. if no one's going to give us a shot, we'll take our shot, yeah. right? And uh, then Tommy starts working on the script for the room. Yeah. It's like an epiphany for him. Yeah. That's a great idea. He's like, yeah, let's do it, you know? And uh, again, this is where we hear that he wants it to be a Tennessee Williams-type drama, which is, Jesus Christ, this is so bad. And we see him he's typing on a typewriter, and he's constantly working on it, constantly working on it. And finally, in 2001, he's finished with it, right? And then uh, Tommy, he doesn't let Greg read it first. He, like, insists that Greg reads it first. Yeah. He gives him the thing, and he's like, all right, read it. And they sit at a restaurant. Until Greg's done with it. He's like, read it here? Yeah. And Greg, yeah. he reads it. And he says, it's awesome. It's a great movie. It's a great script. And Tommy's like, hey, you should play Mark. And then Tommy says, you know, Hollywood rejected us, you know, and we're going to do it on our own, you know. And Greg's real excited yeah. that he gets to be Mark because it's the second That's lead the, character. He's yeah, like, yeah. wow, this is really great, yeah. you know. Yeah, he wrote him in really well. Yeah. And then Greg's like, yeah, but do we have the money to make this? And then Tommy's like... Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like... I got oh. it under control. Yeah. And then they go to rent equipment, and we get Hannibal Buress and Jason Manzukis. They mm -hmm. show up for their cameos. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. And uh, they're like, so you want to rent all this? And Tommy's like, no, no, we're buying all this. And the guy's seeing a cash cow and an opportunity here. Yeah. Like, 
hey, you can even shoot it here. Yeah. And Tommy's like, a real Hollywood movie. We're going to make it in Hollywood. Yeah. But they do raise it at first, like, uh, you're going to buy it? Like, Yeah. And he wants to shoot it on not just digital, but he also wants to shoot it on film. And they're like, what's up with this guy? Because <laughs> apparently, I don't know a lot about the movie making business. This is where we need Dutch, but... Apparently, everybody rents their equipment, which makes sense, because that's how it is in theater, too, because it's too much of a pain in the ass to move it from theater to theater, oh, okay. like a traveling company, so they just rent it from somewhere local. Oh. So it makes sense movies that's are really a similar thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's going to buy it. Yeah. And so he's going to buy the equipment, and they're going to shoot it on their lot. And uh, now they get to where they're um, auditioning actresses, and they're asking, like, really weird requests, like, yeah. pretend like you're eating ice cream. You know, And it's weird. melting. You know? Yeah. Weird shit. And they're making the set, and they're hiring the crew. This is where we get Seth Rogen. He's going to play the uh, script supervisor named Sandy. And then uh, we meet Raphael. He's also one of the crew members. I don't remember what his job title was. but Something. Yeah. Or yeah. makeup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's involved. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they have Tommy has crazy ideas this entire time, like, of what he wants to do and what he wants to accomplish. And no one really knows what's happening because he won't give up the script. He won't give up details. And he won't let them see anything. Yeah. And everyone's like, all right, whatever. And then they audition, you know, uh, the, the woman that would go on to be Lisa, and she's the ice cream cone one. And she's like, be straight with me, guys. This is like a porno. And they're like, no, this is a real Hollywood movie. And you're hired. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we find out the next day, it's day one of the production, and uh, it's going to get really loud in here. <laughs> Can I pause this? I don't, I don't know. Because it says pause. Let's see. So they have a 40-day shooting schedule. <laughs> 40 days. Yeah. And they're going to have a behind-the-scenes documentary happening at the same time. Yeah. And then, uh, you know. Marcus. Yeah, a guy named Marcus. And Tommy, he's going to give his rah-rah speech, you know. He's like, we can't just be good. We have to be great. You know, he's all into it. And uh, just the goofy shit starts from here. Like, they have a set of the alley, and uh, Sandy's like, why don't you guys just use the alley? He's like, this is how Hollywood movies get made. Like the actual alley. Yeah. Outside. And this is where we get the drug dealer scene, and uh, we get Zac Efron shows up to yeah. be our drug dealer. Yes. And he's as intense and as good as the actual drug dealer in the movie. Yeah. It's really funny. But they do it in the alleyway instead of on the rooftop. So we're like, is this maybe a deleted scene? Mm, yeah, that's so I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? And then uh, that's day one. And then we fast forward to day four. And it's the Pete and Mark scene. And it's Mark's first time on camera. Or, yeah. So Greg's real nervous. He's like, ah. And Tommy's like, you know, be more aggressive. You got this. And, you know, Greg goes for yeah. it. And Tommy loves it. And then uh, Sandy, he cashes a check, right? And he's like, pretty sure it's going to bounce. Yeah. He thinks it's yeah, and then he and then the teller he leans into the guy. He's like, "Yeah, this account's like a bottomless pit." He's like, "How do you know Tommy?" He's like, "Uh, you know, we're making a movie together." (laughs) And he's just like, "Well, this is weird." And then it's day eight, and it's Tommy's first day in front of the camera, and he's practicing. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) That part. Yeah, (laughs) and we find out Tommy he's a little bit of a diva because he starts to get mad. He's like, you know, because Greg's trying to give him pointers and stuff he's yeah. like yeah man i was real nervous you're gonna be nervous you know you'll be fine and he's like real pissed he's like no you're all telling me what to do you know no one tells me what to do and then he yeah. goes to go do it like, and i can't remember his lines and uh dude yeah. they're taking so many takes the crew starts to know the line when he asks for the line reading like he'll pop out the door and go what's the line again 
and he does this for like 60 plus ticks, and the crew is just losing it. Then Greg, he hands him a water bottle. He says, here, use this. Just do something with this. Yeah. And then Tommy, he, he gets it, and no problem. Yeah. First first take with the water bottle, you got nails it, yeah. right? And uh, it helps him out. And then uh, they're like, all right, cut. That's pretty good. Yeah. Probably, yeah. gonna take that one. Like, yes, yeah, that's probably what they did. <laughs> yeah, and then we got Greg later. He's in the pool with uh, Amber, and she's all like, uh, "What happens if this movie's like terrible, like really bad? Like, what are you gonna do?" And then uh, Greg's like, "It won't be. It's gonna be great." All right. <laughs> and then yeah, we're on day fun. twenty-five, and uh, this is where Mark and uh, Tommy they talk about you know the affair, uh, where he talks about the line. Uh, with the, the guy that sends the woman to the hospital. And when we reacted on the room with Damn. Tommy acting inappropriate to a story about a woman being hospitalized by a man, don't worry, the crew's on our page. And so was Greg. Yeah. And they're like, why are you reacting to this? Like, this is funny. And Tommy's only thing is, you know, it's human behavior. People do crazy things. Yeah, exactly. And so he's saying that his reaction's valid. And so they're all just going with yeah. it, and they're watching. They're trying they real hard. They do try hard. to get him to. Yeah. They're like, you know. Let's just get one without yeah. their, that laugh. Yeah, he's like, let's do one serious take. And then he fucks around again. He laughs again, and they're just, like, yeah, fuck it, check the game. It's just, good enough. He just ignores yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, it's fine. And then uh, we get a scene of Tommy. He's watching the documentary footage, and Sandy and Raphael are talking shit about him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's spying on the crew. Yeah, he's been spying on the crew, so that's really bad. Yeah. And then Greg and Tommy and Amber are at a restaurant, and Greg's like, I'm moving out, and I'm going to live with Amber. And then, oh, we're moving in together. That's yeah. Funny. And Tommy's like, I only have space for you and me, Greg. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm leaving with her. And Tommy doesn't take it well. Yeah. He leaves, he goes outside, and then he starts to destroy shit, just like Johnny does in the room. Yeah, he's so, not, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> he goes on the And then uh, we're on day 28, and uh, it's the sex scene. The first one. Yeah, the very first sex scene. And uh, Tommy is a total dick because it's not a close set uh, normally. And they do this in theaters. So that's why, I, you know, I know what they do in movies. You know, it's, you know, if you're doing like a intimate, like awkward type scene, you know what I mean? It's going to be kind of bad. You know, they close the set. Like no one's there except for these central people, right? So you got like the director, you got like the cameraman and like the actors and shit, right? So it's few people as humanly it. possible. Yeah. And Tommy's just there dick out going, all right, guys, let's do this. <laughs> just not caring. And he insists that he has to show his ass because this is how Hollywood movies are made. You have to sell the movie. My yeah. ass will sell the movie. And uh, the actress uh, that plays Lisa, she's very uncomfortable throughout this whole thing. It's all over her face. And Greg's trying to take care of her, and Tommy's just being a dick, right? To everybody. Yeah. And mind you, his dick's out this entire time. Yeah. It's in the cock sock, so you don't actually see his dick, but, I mean, it's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and James Franco's not yeah. sure. And then Tommy, you know, he's like, nobody respects me here. He's like, nobody likes me. They all treat me bad, you know? And then he says, you know, the word dictator, you know, is, you know, the word director comes from dictator. He's like, I'm in charge here. Yeah. And then he makes them go back and do it, you know? And everyone's watching him do these scenes and they're all upset with him. Well, and it's he, really bad. He also talks about that Alfred Hitchcock was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks about how Stanley Kubrick and Alfred Hitchcock were known for being dicks on set, you know. But look at the results, right? Yeah. And then... He's uh, justifying him And then being... Greg's like, yeah, but they were assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how did I not take those notes? Yeah, right? justifying his behavior towards the actors. Like, yeah. being a jerk to everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, the crew, they, they, they pretty much threaten to walk right here. Like, it gets pretty bad, you know? Yeah. And uh, there's a big fight, and it's pretty bad. <laughs> 
Um, and then it's day 36 now, and uh, Tommy's not on set. It's been like four hours, and uh, it's crazy hot. And the crew's all complaining. There's no AC because he won't pay for it, and there's no water. And then Tommy shows up, and uh, the lady that's playing the mom, she brings up the breast cancer because they're about to do that scene. She's like, does this come up again? And then fucking Tommy's like, no, it's like Twist. Like, because that's what dramas need. They need Twist, apparently, that make no sense. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's not going to be brought up again. It's just for that. And you're like, all right. And then the crew's complaining that they need water. And then Tommy says, he's not Santa Claus. He's not going to pay for water. It's not going to come in from nowhere. And no. then uh, the mom, the actress, she passes out. And... Uh, <laughs> Sandy, he calls for lunch. He's like, we're getting out of here. We're in our studio. Yeah, yeah, this is bad. And then, uh, you know, Greg, he's at lunch. He's at catering with the other actors. And he asked the mom, he's like, why do you do this? And she's like, you know, it's the pictures. This is the best place to be. The worst yeah. day here is better than any day out in the real world. Yeah. And then they start to talk about how no one understands the movie or what the fuck's happening or what's the point yeah, of any of this. It's like, you're friends with Tommy. Like, yeah. what's, what's this movie about? And then they theorize it's, you know, you know, biographical, right? Like, Tommy's like, this is his life. Like, this is, you know, what yeah. his life is like. And so it's a really funny moment. And then uh, we get, you know, a really hilarious cameo because Brian Cranston plays Brian Cranston. Yeah. Amber and Greg, they're at, like, a coffee shop or something? Mm, they're at a food kind of eatery thing. Yeah. yeah. And Brian Cranston's there. And Amber knows him. And they go to talk to him. And then he's like, yeah, I'm directing a scene. I could use a lumberjack. Greg, uh, show up with that for, beard on Monday. For uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, for Malcolm in the Middle. Of Which course, is... Brian Cranston's show. Yeah. Until Breaking Bad. Then I guess everybody knows from Breaking Bad. Yeah, but Malcolm but in the Middle still. kids our age, right? Well, I guess we're adults now. But when we were kids, we all watched Malcolm in the Middle. That was like the jam. <laughs> the white insane. trash people. That was the closest we ever got a sitcom to being like, this is what it's like to be poor. <laughs> And uh, Brian Cranston, yeah, he offers him the role, and it's really great. He's like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Come come by next Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. And Which, then, oh, yeah, oh. we're back on set. And uh, this is Tommy's suicide scene, like, mm -hmm. and he's destroying the set the and everything. destruction And uh, Tommy, you know, he shoots himself with a gun, and then he tells him to keep rolling. And he's, like, rubbing the dress on his dick. And then the Lisa actress, she's like... I was going to keep that dress. <laughs> it's it's a nice dress. And then Tommy shoots himself again, and they're like, all right, cut. <laughs> and then Greg and Tommy, they have a heart-to-heart. -heart. And uh, Greg tells Tommy, he's like, hey, man, I know I'm supposed to shave for the movie. He's like, but I got, like, a TV roll coming up. Can we just delay that for a couple days? Let's just move it Yeah, a couple days. And then Tommy doesn't want to do it. You know, he feels betrayed. He's like, why are you betraying me? And then ultimately Tommy makes him choose the movie or the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. And, yeah he uh, doesn't the, want to budge. The next thing we see is Greg getting shaved. And uh, April's real pissed. Or Amber's real Amber, pissed about yeah. this. And, and she's just not happy. She walks away. And uh, this is the tuxedo day scene. And uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. And then after this, uh, Tommy he pulls Sandy and Raphael aside. And the next thing we see is day 58. And Tommy has a new crew. Yeah. And they're going to go film in San Francisco. We're going on a road trip. And, uh... He fired the crew. Yeah, we find out that he fired but, the crew. I think I'll here see. we also found out that he spent about $6 million so far. Or $5 uh, million. Yeah, they've spent $5 million thus far. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're like, where's another million? And we assume later it's because the advertising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they go, and they're in San Francisco, and this is the awkward football catch scene, which is apparently as awkward to film in real life yeah. as it was. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, Tommy, he's trying to push Greg, you know, challenging him. Because he's pissed. He's jealous and he's upset with Greg. And he's trying to get him to go back to his roots, right? He's like, look, you're a failure. And he's like, use that. Use that. And then Greg was like, all right, let's turn around on you. You want this to be real? And then he turns it into, like, he's really grilling. He's like, where are you from then, right? He's like, that's no fucking Louisiana accent. Yeah. He's like, where's all the money come from? He's like, how old are you? And then Tommy's like, I'm the same age as you. And he's like, bullshit. You're not in your fucking 20s, Tommy. Mm-hmm. And then they start to get in a fight. And uh, then Greg just walks off. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. And then we get something that says, eight months later. And I have puzzle pieces stuck to me. <laughs> and Greg, he's doing theater. You know, he's in Depths of a Salesman in a yeah. small theater. It's real cool. He's talking to his mom on the phone, and she's encouraging him. Hey, that's really great. Yeah. And then she brings up, like, I think they bring up, like, the fact that the room's just kind of, at least it's not going to happen. doesn't seem like anything. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that, yeah. right? And then he's driving around, and he sees a big-ass billboard for the room. And then later he's checking his mail, and there's a little card marketing the room. And, uh, you know, you just thought it was going to go away, but it's not going away yeah, when you have Tommy Wiseau involved. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Tommy, he goes uh, and he sees Greg after his play. And he didn't watch the play because he doesn't like comedies, apparently. <laughs> Remember that. that. He says that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's important. Yeah. And he tells uh, Greg during this conversation, he tells Tommy that the Amber thing didn't work out. She moved to Dallas. And so uh, Tommy, he's like, come with me to the premiere of The Room. He's like, it's going to be fun, you know? Yeah. And Greg agrees. And uh, he's all dressed up in a tuxedo when Tommy comes by with the limo. And, uh, you know, they're like, oh, this is cool. This yeah. is a whole thing. And the funny part is he hands uh, Greg a card for the room. And he's like, oh, it's cool. I don't I don't need this. And Tommy's like, don't worry. I printed a bunch of them. Yeah. And they get in the limo and it's filled with merch. Yeah. That, you know, Tommy's no doubt paid for by himself. Tabling. <laughs> yeah. And he's they're driving past the theater. And there's only like a handful of people. It's like the crew. And Tommy's embarrassed. And he doesn't want to get out of the car. Yeah. He's like, we have to make an entrance. We need more people. Yeah, good keep driving. Go, yeah, go, exactly. go around again. Yeah, and so they eventually do get out of the car. And everyone's like, it wouldn't be Tommy if it wasn't weird. <laughs> <laughs> Which really makes me laugh. Yeah. And uh, so they go in to watch the groom. And uh, it turns there's a pretty good turnout at the thing. Yeah, that's, and then, that's pretty uh, packed. Yeah. yeah. And then Tommy, he talks to the crowd before the movie, you know. And uh, be cool. Yeah, be cool. That's what he says. Yeah. And then, which is awesome, this is something I appreciate, I know you appreciate, instead of using clips from the room, uh, they got to recreate the movie, yeah, which is actually really fantastic. Because yeah. you get to see them just in all their glory, and it's the funniest shit. And at first, there's no real reaction, as we had too, we're just, yeah, just baffled at what's happening. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, then it starts to go bad, right? Yeah. And the cast, they start to realize, and they're talking to each other, going, oh fuck, this is a bad movie, we're in a bad movie. And then people start to laugh, and Tommy's getting more upset. As the movie progresses, people are laughing more. And then even Greg starts to laugh at the movie. Yeah. And then Tommy he starts to cry, right? And uh, he leaves the theater. And this is the part of the movie where, Don't touch me, motherfucker! Because we just knew James Franco had to say that, yeah. which is fantastic. My yeah. favorite line. And so it's right, you know, when Johnny's about to go upstairs, you know. Because everyone's betrayed him. So it's really apropos because everybody in the theater to him has betrayed him, right? Greg has just betrayed him in real life like Mark betrayed him in the film. Tommy goes to the lobby and he's all crying. And uh, Greg, he's like, dude, it's all right, you know? 
You made a fucking movie. That's your movie up there. Who's done that? Nobody's done that. Yeah, you should be proud, you know? Not that much people. Yeah. And Tommy's, like, upset. You know, everyone thinks it's a joke. And everybody hates him. And, uh, you know, Greg's like, you know, it may not be what you intended, but, you know, people love it. They're having a great time. Yeah, so they, they peek back into the theater. And everyone's having fun. They're all enjoying it. And, uh, you know, Tommy starts to appreciate it. You know, he's smiling about it. And it's, you know, Johnny's got the gun in his mouth. Yeah. And everyone's like, do it, do <laughs> it, do it. And it's really freaking funny. Yeah, people, if they really didn't like it, yeah. they would have walked out. Exactly. I'll so figure. when the movie's over, you know, people cheer and they all love it. And they're all chanting for Tommy. Yeah. Like, Tommy. And so Tommy, he goes up there. He gets a standing ovation. And Tommy, this is where we show how, like, like a fox he is. He instantly switches gears and he goes, I hope you guys love my comedy. I was what I planned for from the beginning. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is really great. And then uh, he gives props to Greg. He brings him up. He's like, I couldn't have done it without my best friend. And they all just they just celebrate and they love it. And uh, it's pretty great. Yeah. And then we get what you get in all uh, movies, you know, where they're based on real life. We get the title things where they tell us little things. You yeah, know. like what happened. We find out the room was in theaters for two weeks. Tommy paid for it to be in theaters for two weeks, so it counted for Oscar consideration. Yeah, so qualify. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's pretty great. And then, uh, yeah, just all kinds of fun details. We find out that Mark or that Greg and Tommy are still friends and they still collaborate and work on things together to this day. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's really fun stuff. And, and they still do like uh, viewing yeah, parties. And yeah, exactly. Things. So they, they've they appreciated what this became. You yeah. Know? They, they rode with it instead of, you know, fighting it, yeah, which is definitely. great. Yeah. And then uh, we get, you know, the end. And uh, boy, don't we get the best stuff because this is where we see the scene for scene comparisons. Yeah. And it's just the best. It is so freaking funny, man. I love it so yeah, it's much. really good. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if you've seen The Room, this is, like, the most rewarding part. And like I said, uh, this is where Lisa is just hauntingly accurate. Yeah. It's hilarious to watch. And then if you're sticking around to the end-end credits, which we found out, yeah. we had the hit from Ricky. He's like, hey, man, watch the end-end. And then we get James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau, interacting with the real Tommy Wiseau. Yes, yes. And it's freaking hilarious. It's so good. He even asked Tommy about his accent. He's like, what kind of accent is that? It's so funny. Yeah, that's... Um, and then they're talking about different parts of Louisiana. It's hilarious. It is they so awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. And then the last line as uh, Tommy walks away, James Franco's line is, Mar he's like, Greg has such weird friends. And it makes me laugh so hard. Yeah, and then that's over. Yeah. And that was the disaster artist. Yes, yes, it was. It was uh, really great. Yeah. It was really, really I liked great. It a lot. 100%. See, I, I would highly recommend this. Yeah. I would say, you know, this is a great watch. Yeah. After listening to our The Room episode. Yeah. So you kind of know the yeah, details. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was but, really uh, cool. Like, James Franco almost almost wasn't him you know what i mean like yeah. when someone's really good they turn into that character that's what it felt like yeah like he lost himself in the role yeah yeah he was like thought it was tommy you know that's <laughs> yeah. what it felt like or johnny i guess like it yeah. really felt like like that that's what i really liked about it yeah, they they really did good job. everybody did a good really job. great job yeah i loved it a lot man so big thank you to ricky for uh recommending this and uh, after watching the one-two punch i almost say you probably should watch the room and then watch this right i mean mm. i know it's hard to get through but it made the movie more enjoyable because you're in on it. Like, you know what's happening, you know, you know. So yeah. I know last week I said, don't watch The Room. But I almost feel like you got to watch The Room. You yeah. get, I feel like you probably get we've, so much more out of the movie. Warmed up to it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the week since we watched The Room, I have definitely uh, come around. I still don't think it's a great movie. 
I still do think it's a actually a really bad movie. And uh, I'm not uh, so bad it's good yet, but it is enjoyable. And uh, me and Tomas have been texting each other all week. I didn't hit her. Um, you're tearing me apart. And, of course, don't touch me, motherfucker, yes. which has been just so much fun. So if we've done that in a week, imagine what we're going to do a month from now. You yeah. know what I mean? So it, it, it is fun for, like, an inside joke kind of movie, but I still don't think it's a good movie. Yeah. So now but, you have to buy it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. It. Yeah, it's 10 bucks. So you got to throw mm -hmm. away 10 bucks to have it. You can buy from his website, you might get some of his yeah. custom design underwear. He does well, have, actually, I think yeah. that's like the cheapest It comes thing. with underwear. Yeah. So if you want Tommy Wiseau underwear and the room, go to his website. Yeah. Um, we didn't do that. But yeah, yeah great time. Yeah. I would say watch The Disaster Artist. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. And when the world opens up, go watch The Room in theaters with people that really love this movie. Yeah. And maybe with him himself, with the yeah. man himself. I think it's, uh, yeah. We're, uh, we're in. We're in. Yeah. We're room people. We're now. going with Ricky. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, for we're, sure. We're bringing him. For sure. Yeah. By hook or by crook. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So this Very was good. this was a disaster, artist. You know, we are, uh, you know, this is Zach's Corner. And uh, if you love this show, you know, it's your guys' show. So give us some uh, suggestions of what you want to see. Obviously, we're more than willing to watch anything. You know, we'll put in the work we to find stuff. Yeah, exactly. If we'll watch The Room for somebody, we'll watch anything. So get on that Facebook. Put at T D T Z the pod people, and then you send us a message. You can like or comment on this post or any of our other posts. You know, you can even get access to our email from there, yeah. and we'll get back to you. We'll do the movie for you. We'll give you a shout out the top of the show, like we did for Ricky. So, uh, yeah, I think that's all I yeah. got. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks, uh, Ricky. We love you guys. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs>